inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, someone bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling down. Yes, it is time for In the Garden with Peter Burke. Our program today is brought to you by Menard's family-owned True Value Store, Brooklyn Street in Morrisville. These Flowers and Garden Shop, Main Street, Waitsfield. Broughton's Big Country Hardware, your authorized Cub Cadet dealer in Bridport. By Clausen's Florist, Greenhouse, and Perennial Farm. Locally grown just for you. They're on Main Street in Colchester and with Mega Monday coupons. By your locally owned Montpelier Agway, East Montpelier Road. By Thomas Farm and Garden on the Barry Montpelier Road. By Sticks and Stuff and Swanton Lumber in Middlesex, St. Albans, Enosburg, Swanton, and Derby. Sticksandstuff.com online. By Guy's Farm and Yard Stores, four to serve you in Morrisville, Montpelier, Williston, and St. Albans. And by P&R Lumber, family-owned lumber mill with all the lumber, mulch, and compost you need. Route 15 in Wolcott. And by the Willie's Store in Greensboro, celebrating 120 years of family ownership. In the Garden with Peter Burke, open telephones to have your comments about gardening and questions for Peter. And right now, here is the host of our program, Peter Burke. Hello. Hey, Joel. Whoop, what happened? What oh, happened? Oh, right. let's say move that other microphone over. See if that one works better. It sounds like it's going to work better. Okay. And there. Is that better? Oh, that's a lot better. That, okay. that should work. <laughs> wow, something that works, huh? Yeah, there we go. Well, you know, they put two microphones in there, and, um, you know, that's to uh, maximize the possibility that at least one of them works. <laughs> <laughs> Take your chances either way. Huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Am I too loud? Is this okay? No, sounds good. We're getting a uh, – if it, if it squeals again, I'll ask – to turn down any other headphones except your own. Okay, you let me turn down those and those and those, and I got my headphones on. And, uh, well, so... I think we're okay. We're okay. Okay. <laughs> well, um, now I can't hear myself. Oh, okay. Well, oh. No, then turn, turn one of the headphones back up. Okay. All right. Well, for now... For people who do not have picture tubes on their radio, Peter is just uh, enmeshed in a, uh, a, a plethora of, of uh, microphone arms and uh, cables and wires and goodness knows what. So uh, we're going to have to disentangle you later on. <laughs> but I think we're okay. Uh, let's see. Not yet. No, okay. I'll, I'll talk loud. So. <laughs> Now, for some reason, I can't hear myself. Not that I need to hear myself, well, but should. if somebody comes on the phone, I'll That's need right. to hear him. Yeah. <laughs> so you can hear me all right? I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, did you happen to see the article in Times Argus about Kate Farm? No, no, I missed that. Oh, yeah. They have a, they have a, a nice article in, well, not about the farm, but a nice picture 
They're oh, they're yeah. selling tomatoes by ten pound flats. Oh boy! Yeah, boy, they just look absolutely terrific. You know, ten pounds of tomatoes probably is a little more than we would use, yeah. but well, um, I, you know who knows. Well, I could give you ten pounds of tomatoes pr- out of my garden probably at this point, but they're all tiny little yellow and and uh, you know red yeah. and, and, and orange ones at yeah. this point. I do have the big ones, but uh, Bambi and her family have been eating them. I have been I have been eating big juicy tomatoes that have already have a bite out of them, <laughs> but I'll just cut off that area. I never I I'm still amazed well, my, that that it's deer eat them, but who else would just really take one bite out of a tomato? Well, my grandsons are up. You know, been staying with us for the last few weeks, and uh, they are. Well, how can I say? Very curious about those yellow tomatoes that are just starting to ripen. And if they're a least bit yellow, they figure that's ripe enough. They just go right out. And it started out with uh, with uh, little Silas. He was picking the um, the green ones. And I was like, well, no, we got to wait for them. But it's like they look so much like marbles. And he loves to play with marbles, you know. So. <laughs> So anyway, uh, it's taken a little bit of convincing to uh, get them to go ahead and leave the uh, leave the green ones until they start to get yellow. But even if they're even a little bit yellow, they figure, oh, okay, that's good enough. That's good enough. Well, they still they still taste, you know, enough. I mean, I've I've eaten a semi green <laughs> tomato, but no. I... Well, we all know you're just a big kid anyway. Yeah. I know. Well, I, the the thing that gets me is all my my big red tomatoes have bites out of them, and so but I I, I harvest them for myself. Rest of the family get all the little ones, and they love that. Yeah. Cut them in half and chop up some basil. And, oh yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's great. Good times. Well, and they and so um, I had some garden peas are starting to come in now. You know, and uh, I have a a late batch that we planted. And uh, um, so they were watching Scooby-Doo, and I said, hey, you guys want a Scooby snack? So we got some of those peas, and I opened them up, and they were eating the peas, and we were calling them Scooby snacks. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Something that was actually good for them, and they played along with my little game very nicely. (laughs) My granddaughter, age six, uh, likes the purple beans, and even though the bunnies have taken their share and then some, we had enough that she was able to pick a nice little harvest, and she eats them raw. It's wonderful. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I've got uh, my pole beans are in now, and they're those flat Roma's tile, you oh, know, yeah. and they're so tender, not even strings in them. They're just great, just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful way to go. And uh, so anyway, uh, those are coming in. Um, I just pulled up all of my... Uh, all of my spinach and replanted uh, those beds with carrots. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I had another half bed that I re- replanted with beets. And those are up just from last Sunday. They're already up. I went out and checked them this morning and watered them. And uh, everything needs water. Everything's really dry, you know. They say, uh, you know, we've had all these rains and stuff, but I can't, I can't see it in the soil. It's still very dry out there. I have been uh, watering... Uh, my, I'll call them both my gardens. I have my, my front mailbox garden with all the uh, uh, sunflowers and uh, and uh, morning glories. 
And uh, so I've been using chemical fertilizer on that, the miracle Grow, but then using uh, organic fertilizer in the back garden. But I've been watering both gardens every day. Oh, every day? Yeah, late afternoon. Whoa. Late, late, well, just uh, just enough to give a little soaking because yeah, yeah. things look wilted by about 4, four, four or 5 o'clock. Yeah, I, and uh, I have um, I have a squash plant that's in, the, uh, in one of those... Uh, uh, containers, you know the what do they call them garden patch container, yeah. and uh, those uh, I noticed that I had forgotten to uh, to water a lot this last week, and they looked a little droopy. So I <laughs> I had to run out this morning and fill up that container. You know it holds four gallons, so you know you just you think oh that's plenty for a long time, but it's been so hot that it's it's really been been going and then uh you know with the garden peas oh the carrots oh man the best carrots i've had in a long time i mean these are like eight eight nine inches well my, my won't grow that high unless i uh, uh, unless i grow them in the raised beds because of my clay soil but i uh, do have some nice ones coming i think uh, i'm pushing buttons here as we're trying to get headphones and everything all set. let's I, see if you I, hear I, our first caller i uh, let, let us let us go to our first caller. Uh, your first name in town, and you're on the air with Peter. Hello. Hello. This is Rick from Cabot. Okay. Do you hear him? Uh, you can probably hear me, but I can't hear you. Okay. Well, let's see. Take your. Okay. Well, let me hang hang on for a second. Peter, start talking. Let's see if we can okay. Hear. Yeah. See if you can. We can figure out here. There's a. Okay. This one, this one goes to. That one goes to this one. This one, that one, that should go up. It's not, it's not working. You don't hear? Hello? No, I don't hear a thing. Okay. Hello, do you hear me? Okay. Right, this one, this one is, uh, I think, this is this one right here. Yeah. yeah? Does that one work? No, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not hearing a thing. No. Okay, well, well I think what I'll do is take your commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome. <laughs> oh, what did I do? What did I do? Well, if did I bump if, something? Well, if uh, you hang on, okay, uh, you on the air. <laughs> okay, you got me on. The, you're gonna take a break. Yeah, we're gonna take a break right now and check in with the uh, sponsors that uh, help make this program possible. Hang up, please. Oh, okay. I think we're all uh, on the air, and I think we have a caller on the line. Okay, great, great. You can hear me, and I can hear you. Okay, and uh, caller, once again, identify yourself. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, this is Rick from Cabot. Hey, Rick. <laughs> How's it going in Cabot? Yeah, hey. Uh, it's a beautiful day. So uh, I couldn't find any seed potatoes this spring, so I planted baby Dutch yellow potatoes store-bought leftovers that were starting to sprout, and they came up beautifully, and uh, now they're blighted, I guess. They're all turning brownish. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just wondering if I could dig the potatoes now uh, to prevent perhaps the blight ending up on the potatoes, or is it okay to leave them growing uh, longer? I, I suppose they're still growing a little bit. I don't know. Well, uh, potatoes uh, about this time of year are starting to die back, and particularly your your early potatoes, they're starting to tie back. And my potato, my early potatoes are starting to brown up and get spotted and all the rest. And so I I reach down in and you know each 
each spud that I'd planted has at least four spuds uh, down below with a, a bunch of little little baby ones too. So I I think that you, what you're seeing is just the natural process. They're starting to die back, and you can let them cure in the ground for a little while, which is a good idea. Um, so you you know. Or if you want to, particularly with sweet potatoes, they do need to cure. And at least that's, that's what I understand. I don't grow a lot of sweet potatoes just simply because they, they're not very happy in Vermont. And I like the regular old potatoes. That's great. Now, I, I'm not talking about sweet potatoes. These are, as far as I know, they're, they're called baby Dutch yellow potatoes, something, you know, sold commercially from Idaho. I usually yeah, like okay. to plant Kennebec or Green Mountain. Can you hear me? Again, yeah. I couldn't find any seed potatoes. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, so just regular old potatoes, that would be right. That, that It's about time for them to start to die back. And uh, don't be shy. Just reach down in there, pull one of the plants, see what you got. See if you like what you have, if you think it needs to grow some more. Well, if it's starting to die back, it's probably not going to grow a whole lot more. So what you got is what you got. Is, well, that's all yeah, you're going well, to get. What I was concerned is, sounds like maybe it's a natural process, which is all great news, but I was concerned maybe they had some sort of blight and that it would end up leaving black specks and raised areas to the skin. But it sounds like it's just probably they're, they run their course, they're early potatoes perhaps. That's exactly right. Go yeah. ahead and dig them. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, if you had the blight, uh, it would look a lot different. The plants would turn black. And it's kind of, uh, um, they almost look wet. They're so black, and and they they they're dead. Uh, there's no no yellowing, no sort of dying back. So it, it, I would be surprised. No, I don't. I'm I'm sure you don't have the blight. These are just dying back, okay, and that's well, part of the cycle. You're you're in good shape. Fantastic. Thanks for your help, and have a great day. For the feedback. <laughs> Uh, so, um, let's see now. Uh, we've got, let's see here. Uh, I, I mentioned that the beets and the carrots, I'm starting to, uh, to, uh, harvest all of them. And the beets, of course, some of them have been chewed up by the, uh, little butter. There you go. There you, I can hear you real well now. And, but it's starting to. It's a little feedback there. Is that this one, maybe? Is that? I don't know about that one. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, put it over there, I guess. Sorry, guys. We're <laughs> the live radio. <laughs> we're alive, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, so we got it now, huh? I hope so. Okay, good, good. Um, so I was saying the the beets and the carrots. Um, I s uh, planted some of the uh, bolero um, that I like a lot. I get those from Johnny's, and I actually use the coated ones, uh, pelletized as they call it. And then also uh, the covita. It's a it's a real nice. Uh, uh, fairly new variety and uh, high mowing had them and uh, i'll be darned but they were almost as big as those boleros they they've been just absolutely fantastic so here's a site for you my four-year-old uh, grandson right he i pull a few of these 
carrots out and it's like mommy mommy you gotta see this grandma look look and uh so they washed it off and uh they didn't peel it just scrubbed it good with a scrub brush and he's out there eating away and just having a great old time with that that rough you know fresh carrot and and it's fun to see the the joy that the the kids have out of the garden you know they they get in there and you pull out you pull out a carrot out of the ground and their eyes get big and they, <laughs> so uh, my my grandson sees a slug on the on the ground in in our little greenhouse right and so he decides to pick it up of course you know and uh, it is, of course, very slimy, and it's sticking to his fingers. He can't get it off his fingers. <laughs> well, anyway, he's becoming a little gardener. He's learning some of the, quite a few of the different uh, bugs that are around. So, um, the cabbages look fantastic this year. I got some nice balls already. They're about oh, you know, maybe five, six inches across. They're looking beautiful. Um, uh, my red cabbage, uh, I have to say, just I put it in and it just bolted. It's about two feet tall and there's no head on there at all. So that that's a bit of a disappointment. But um, the regular old uh, Copenhagen is is a it, they're looking beautiful and um, the uh, broccoli we've cut all the big heads and now we're just uh, working on those side shoots. Those are coming along real nice. Um, the red Russian kale is just monstrous. I cut out, oh, probably two pounds of, uh, and stuff. Um, I'm sharing my, my garden with my, uh, my son's girlfriend, Diana, and she took home a huge armload full of that. Uh, sometime this weekend, uh, I think I'll probably freeze some of that cause it's freezes so well. That's coming along very nicely. And we, uh, deadheaded all of the, the, um, uh, basil. So uh, with those, I'm going to make some pesto. I got my walnuts and I've got plenty of parsley in the garden and yum. And it's good timing because we're just using up the last of, uh, I did about 30 cups last year and, and uh, we're just using up the last of it now. So you, uh, you like pesto? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I really like basil on most anything you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I make a I buy the pizza shells and just throw some sliced with the mozzarella throw oh. some sliced tomato but then a lot of chopped up basil oh yeah uh, just wonderful yeah nothing nothing better than that for sure my, my question is did you get in the mail any of those Chinese seeds oh you know I'm glad you brought that up because no I I guess I just don't rate but uh, there's they're advising people not to plant whatever it is because nobody really knows what it is well I guess the good news as far as my criminal record would be is that I have not received any in the mail because but could, but nothing would stop me from planting them. I just I I would just I'd go uh, out, out of curiosity. Out you'd of plant curiosity them, yeah. to see yeah. you know whether yeah. I get one of those Audrey plants that would you know eat me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> or well. what. But I do have a report here from uh, the U.S. Uh, Department of Agriculture. Yeah. The initial tests have, have found that they uh, range from mustard mustard plants. Yeah. To uh, morning glories. Even. No kidding. The and but that's not the problem. 
Yeah. The problem is that they are coated with something they have no idea. I mean, you know, a protective, presumably it's a protective seed coating. Yeah. But they haven't figured out exactly what it is. And what it is, And yeah. whether it was designed to be a seed coating or designed to be something sinister or not. It's very, yeah. very easy to jump to conclusions. It, or, it is. And, I, I mean, it's too bad. Uh, certainly something as innocuous as is sending out seeds for, uh, but I, I didn't catch on as to whether it was an advertisement for a company or. Well, the people that know yeah. seem to think it is a phenomenon that's called brushing in the advertising business. Yeah. And that is to send something unsolicited to somebody. Yeah. And the company could care less what you did with that, the yeah. product. But because they can verify that they sent you something, uh, they will falsify a rating that you, quote, unquote, supposedly gave them. This is the best seed company uh, I've ever dealt with. Uh, yeah. you know, uh. So, you know, uh, if the first step in verifying a company's uh, claim that uh, they received positive feedback from their customers is a list of their customers. Yeah, and I get so you. So they can prove, along with the postal yep. mailing and everything, mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. they mail. They think that might be the case, that they that these companies just wanted mm. to get a bunch of, uh, po you know, to claim a bunch of positive reviews. Not that you review them either way. In fact, you know, most people can't read the Chinese uh, no. lettering. No, and, you yeah. know, they're, they're, So you, you it, won't give them any feedback. Uh, no, really, yeah. it'd be or, impossible. But or even since, know what the seeds are. Yes, so. we had, look, we've got a million customers in the United States, right? Yeah, right. It so, just comes down to that, yeah. just because they sent out uh, a whole bunch of seeds. And brushing, yeah, the company that gets good reviews yeah. Is the company that gets the business. I don't know how much business you've done on Amazon, but whatever business I do, yeah. I always check to see what the reviews, reviews are. are yeah. And I look at the yeah. one-star reviews. Yeah. Even if there's only 5% of the reviews are one-star, yeah. I'm curious to know what yeah. you know what what it has been so bad for some customers that they would rate it that way. Well, anyway, it, yeah. it's interesting because, you know, my book, uh, the year-round indoor salad gardening book, uh, is on Amazon, of course. And, and you know, it's a 5 star rated i mean but i'm always curious about that one one star the one two star just to see and i was i was so surprised that, that it said well this is a book that should be printed in color not in black and white and i'm thinking where did they see that you know it is printed in color yeah well there's a series there's a series of ads for some company that, that says you know you can't you just there's no accounting for what people will say oh my on goodness review, you know yeah yeah, you know, yeah. One, one guy said that uh, you know that the company that the, the company he dealt with uh, were untruthful with him yeah because they said they would charge him you know eight hundred dollars for the project yeah and they only charged him six hundred dollars <laughs> so he complained that they were untruthful i mean believe it or not there are people that oh uh, yeah so, yeah that's it i suppose that's the human condition so i'm afraid I, I assume with the indoor gardening somebody complained that the uh, that the uh, <laughs> that the window box collapsed and the house collapsed along with it yeah right hence <laughs> one star and it's like the old saying well i know it's true because i saw it on the internet right. you know <laughs> so, Oh dear. Well, anyway. this is high times. Now it's interesting because uh, I I was having a casual conversation with somebody about the garden, and he was like saying, "Oh, it's all downhill from there." And I'm thinking, "Yeah, all downhill." I know Roger said that the days are getting shorter and all the rest, and I'm thinking, you know. If you're a skier, all downhill from here is actually a good thing. That's not bad. We'll leave it, we'll leave it at that. we got a customer here. We'll call him a customer or her. Or, at any rate, uh, your first name in town? 
Yes, hi, Joel. This is uh, Lawrence in Marshfield. Oh, hey, Lawrence. <laughs> hey, Peter. Okay, we have a critter critter questions. We we finally it took a long time finally was able to find a, have a heart trap to catch chipmunks. Oh yeah, yeah. But we can't get them in there. Yeah, no. And well, it's interesting because <laughs> I have a neighbor. all over our blueberry plants and everything. <laughs> oh, I know it. Um, what I've done is uh, I just take a, a cardboard box or a wooden box, it's whatever you happen to have, turn it upside down, make sure there's a hole big enough that they can get in, get out, and set a regular rat trap with, with uh, peanut butter on it. And uh, it's a nasty job to, uh, you know, to, to clean them out because you have to do it every day. And uh, once you thin them out, though, um, you know, it's not like you have to clean out the whole herd or anything. But once you clean them out, they start to leave the garden and your blueberries alone. Um, the have a heart. Uh, well, I, I have neighbors who use the have a heart and then they take them over to the lake and drown them, you know. So I just like, well, if you're going to do that, you might just as well put the traps up, you know. And that's sort of the same yeah. conclusion I've come to in the house with mice, you know. You, you might as well set the traps and, you know, be a good hunter and check your traps. It, it seems, uh, you know, the, the mice have a place and that's outside. And the chipmunks right. have a place and that's not in your garden. And, you know, that's just that's just the way it is. And it's same thing with yeah. uh, groundhogs. There's only one way to get rid of them. So, uh, so you can't get them in the traps? Uh, well, they seem to, they seem to be taking it out, but not... Uh snapping it. Something's uh -huh. doing it. Maybe it's mice. It you know, could be something mice. Yeah. Lighter. Yeah. So, but, uh, the, the chipmunks but, need the larger trap if you're going to trap them. Not, there's a rat trap and there's a mouse trap. And the best ones there are, the, the black plastic ones that, um, you know, the wooden ones that you see that are 99 cents are not worth two cents. They, they, if they snap once, they're done. The plastic ones you you pay three or four dollars for, but you know you can use them and use them and use them, and you can throw them in a bucket of Clorox water and clean them, and then use them and use them again. And uh, I, it it just the it's the only way to deal with them. That that's all there is. And this year there's a glut of um, of chipmunks, and um, that's what I do. <laughs> And so, what what is the trap called? I mean, we're uh, looking for a plastic trap, and it's for it's, rats. It's it's for rats. So they have them both for mice and rats, and yeah. uh, I I can see it, and I can't come up with the name. It's like a cat jaws. Okay. They call them jaws. Jaws. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But and, for rats. But for rats, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I I have had a few people offer to come out and you know uh, practice uh, shooting them, and I thought, well, no, I I don't think so. Not not with all the other things around the house and how easy it would be to miss and hit the propane tank, and <laughs> you know that just oh, doesn't yeah, right. <laughs> just not my. I'm just not that brave, you know. <laughs> I figure I'll just do the traps, and my wife. And I have sort of this this uh, agreement, right? Is I do the traps. I don't tell her about it. 
you know, because she doesn't want to hear about it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's it's a little bit gruesome, you know, and uh, so I don't describe what it looks like. I don't I don't even tell her other than you know if there's a box up in the in the uh, in the garden, don't don't uh, turn it over. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. And what about uh, and you mentioned uh, woodchucks, groundhogs? Yeah. 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 We have a big have a hard trap for that. Oh, jeez. Uh, I've never. I've tried watermelon that. and melon and cantaloupe and and uh, my my old boss had a used to have this uh, scent. Right. He gave me a bottle of this scent and that was supposed to be. I could not get that woodchuck in that in that. Uh, and so we ended up with the 22, and my, my youngest son uh, is a dead eye, and he, he saw it out the back door, got the, got the 22, and shot him. And that, that took care of him, you know. That was it. And, you know, the, they'll be back because there's always more than one. But that was two years ago, and I haven't seen anybody. Who was it? Who was it that was just telling us about uh, they had a uh, – there were all kinds of different – uh, there are all kinds of different ways to, to do things. And somebody stuck a stick down in it with like a bell on it. So every time the, he came out and he hit that stick, the bell rang. And that, that you know, he, he didn't like the fact that he, his uh, entrance and exit was announced. So <laughs> he moved, right? <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> so you can try something like that. <laughs> I, yeah. I, some people, you know, they put the hose down in the hole and, you know, there's just so many different uh, uh, different options for them. But uh, the, in the end, uh, the simplest is just go ahead and get your 22 out. Yeah. I mean, actually, it's one of the things it eats is, uh, I mean, it eats our gout weed. Oh, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah right. More if, than happy to have that. <laughs> if you could Something only like train that. them. To... <laughs> if it would only eat that, we would, oh, yeah, we oh, would. I, I have to tell you about one I saw in the Mother Earth News, and I thought this was clever as all get out, is that uh, just before this, the, the guy had strawberries, and the chipmunks were crazy. And so um, he painted a bunch of, uh, round rocks, red, just strawberry color red, and he peppered them all around the strawberry bushes. Okay, so they came out, saw the red, and they bit into it, and it was so hard, right, that it discouraged them to come back for more when when the strawberries were actually coming out. And I thought, you know, I, I have to try it if for no other reason just to see all those red rocks in the, in the garden for the fun of it. <laughs> And broken chipmunk teeth. Yeah, bro, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting on the side. <laughs> uh, well, well you, 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 you know for sure that we're going to lose this battle, but we'll have fun anyway doing it. <laughs> Absolutely. Great. Thank you, guys. Okay, Lawrence. Okay. Thanks for the call. Okay. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, Lawrence. We have Jill on the line right hey, now. Hey, Jill. Where are you from, Jill? Um, Randolph Center, and we're picking blueberries. Oh. They're coming in good. Oh, yeah. And uh, just as last year, they're more so, they have a very minute spot on them, and we have to pick them over. It's the spotted wing. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Drosphila. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's an, it's awful. It's There's a little... It's a fruit fly, basically. It is, but... 
they're big and beautiful and they're mm-hmm. sweet, mm-hmm. and you just mm-hmm. got to inspect them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I, I. It's an on again, know. off again, and the the things that you have to do, um, you know, the there are traps that you can set up. And the, but the traps are not really to get rid of the bugs. They're only meant to let you know that the bugs are, are there. Oh, yeah. And so pretty much like any, any of those uh, flying um, uh, fruit fly type thing is you have to spray uh, in a timely way. So you have to know when they're there. And it's not the male. It's the spotted wing is the female. And she's yeah. the one who's laying the eggs. So what, you, what the traps are for is to let you know when the female is around. Mm-hmm. So at that point is when you spray, you know, your spinosad will will knock them out. But you and do how have is that on the fruit? Oh, it it's fine. You can you just wash. You have to wash your fruit. That's all. I mean, anytime you spray with anything, even if yeah, it's uh, fish wash. emulsion, yeah, you want to wash them. But uh, it, technically, you can eat it within a day of spraying the spinosad. It's uh, it's pretty in, uh, innocuous for human consumption, but um, mm-hmm. it's not like a you know like a chemical pesticide or anything. Mm-hmm. And, I talked to the extension, yeah. Vermont Extension, mm-hmm. that you could net them, mm-hmm. but these are three so big, you know, and yeah. it's a lot of that, uh, yep. it, the white, fine mm-hmm. netting mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. We have them all, you know, screened in for the birds. But. Yeah. Well, uh, by the time, by this time, if they're already, if you're already picking them, the ones yeah. that are there, then the netting's not going to do you any good. Because no, I know that, they, yeah, but okay. in like the spring. Yeah, yeah. And the Japanese beetles like the top of the bushes. Oh, boy. I know. They I, love I, it. Oh, absolutely. I know. I put out my traps. Did you use your traps? Um, I just do soapy water, yeah. and I see them there. You yeah. tap it, Knock and them. they fall in the yeah. soapy water. Yep. Soapy water. Yeah, yeah. Well, unfortunately, I, you know, my work schedule usually starts at about 6 in Barrie and ends about 6.30 in Barrie. So right. I don't always get enough time to go out and, and knock right. them in. But I remember as a kid, we used to, you know, we used to knock them into kerosene. That was what we did, or gasoline even. But it's surprising. They drop and they go into soapy water. Yeah. and they just Oh, absolutely. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Right well, I mean, this was in the 50s. Son. This is a long time ago so you know we we were a little backwards then but our parents uh, paid yes. us to and uh you know that it's interesting because i remember the year that uh, it was actually a young a young fellow who who invented those uh japanese beetle traps mm-hmm. and that was uh was back uh you know um, well was he seven eight uh, you know 56 60 somewhere in that or right around there and, i hear that they they attract them that's right. There's a pheromone packet that you stick right on, uh, you know, the the yellow, um, right. the yellow veins, and then the pheromone packet. Yeah. So they're they're attracted to the yellow and the pheromone. Mm-hmm. They come in, uh, f- you know, fast, and they bump into the fin, and then they drop down into the bag, and they can't get out. Right. Yeah. So. Well, and, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we'll just keep looking. <laughs> as much as they they do, and they will eat a berry or two to, uh, as well. I'm sure you're sure that you've seen that. Yeah, we split them open. We can see, you yeah. know, they just and it's very fine. Yeah. on the side of them. Yeah, right. 
Right. Yeah, it's discouraging. We've never had them, but this is the second year. Yeah, it's moved over from uh, from New York, and and uh, I was looking at a map last year of of their their progress. So we're we're just starting to to get them now. Okay. So you might want to do fine netting. The thing is, um, they they live in the soil, so right. you wanna you wanna uh, rake up your soil in the fall. And uh, if you have mulch, either put a new mulch down, uh, but make sure you put a, um, you know, some sort of a mulch down. Make sure mm-hmm. you, you disturb their nesting. Uh, mm-hmm. And you could even spray with the spinosad if you want on the, on the ground in the fall. In the spring. Yeah. Yep. And uh, that fine netting might help, but you remember they're going to, they, they, they do come up out of yeah. the ground as well. So. Can you put the black? Um, you could, yeah. Uh, yep, okay. a mulch plastic, the yep. landscape cloth, or yep. yeah, that kind of thing. You can, and a lot of people rely on that. But okay. um, well, we've been watering them too because it's been very dry, hasn't it? Though, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for now, your information. When you water, do you use anything like a uh, uh, the fish fertilizer, or the the fish? No, no, no. Just just plain old water, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I'm just curious. Well, Jill, thanks for the call, and I'm sorry to hear about the fruit fly, but I know you can you can beat it. Well, we had blueberry pancakes this morning. Oh, we're still living. <laughs> <laughs> What's for breakfast tomorrow? <laughs> Randolph Center's not very far away. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your help. Take care, Jill. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. You know, I found a great way to eat uh, fresh blueberries. Yeah. And mix it with applesauce. No, throw, really? Throw a couple of handfuls of, of blueberries oh. in a big bowl of cold applesauce. <laughs> unsweetened, mozz, cold. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. And it, um, oh, they're delicious. Yeah. It's just that they're, you know, blueberries are uh, coming in. Yeah, for sure. I, I noticed uh, Morris Farm was getting them. I think they get them from Mazza's. And uh, and and all around, they have their own too. Well, For- Forbes has got a bumper crop, I'm sure. Again, oh, yeah. this year, too, so he's probably up to his ears in blueberries, and I'm always happy to help him out by uh, taking a few off his hands. <laughs> I didn't know if does he sell them. Uh, uh, I think he has pick your own. And, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm always all the way over there in Colchester. Yeah, yeah right, right. He's in Corinth, but uh, one of these days I'm gonna show up with. Yeah, them. and the kids. The kids are out there with grandma picking blueberries, and uh, you know they, they <laughs> the littlest one, the two-year-old, is you know he'll take a bite, and if it's not really sweet, he'll just you know put it down on the table, and he'll take a bite, and if it's okay, he'll finish eating it. Yeah. But he tastes every single one of them. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I've gone to the Charlotte one uh, uh-huh. that's down there, and of course uh, the the Mazas and the Lomartiers in, in yeah. Colchester, they yeah. long, long since uh, got, you know, they have my number, my yeah. picture hanging in their oh, farm yeah. stands, yeah. just like uh, you know criminals have their pictures <laughs> in the post office. Because when I go in there, they they don't just weigh the box; they right. weigh me before, <laughs> before and I go after into huh? the strawberry field, <laughs> and then they weigh me afterwards, and then do a little bit of interpolation. They, Long since had my number. We we have another call. Oh, oh. Did I lose somebody? If you were calling, call back. I, I, I thought I pushed the right. Well, no. Well, try okay. try again. It's uh, old old uh, thumbs here. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's two well, four four uh, one seven seven seven. Um, yeah. Plus a bunch of other numbers. <laughs> well, that's the only one you need nowadays, right? I think so yeah. so uh, I noticed that cucumbers are starting. 
And uh, that's always a, a good sign. I like that. And I'd mentioned the sun goals already. And I planted a lot of um, of the uh, uh, the Roma tomatoes. They're up now. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'd, I'm going to try to make uh, tomato juice because uh, V8 is one of my favorite drinks. I, I like that a lot. And I thought, well, you know, I should, I should learn to make it because I have the celery and I have onions and carrots and garlic and parsley and all those things and I'll blend it together and make a, a, my own uh, maybe it'll be a V9 well, there you go <laughs> well it gets to about a V20 when you add a little gin or vodka to it <laughs> make a, a little horseradish yeah, yeah you got it we, we have another caller your first okay. name in town please uh, Trudy from Braintree hey Trudy how are you I'm fine got any ideas how to get rid of green tomato hornworms? Oh, <laughs> um, there's no short of anything. You just have to pick them. You pick them off and put them in that pail of soapy water. That's there's just no too you know any easier way than that. And that's I'm more the, merciful. I just stomp them. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I I, I do that too. <laughs> Add fertilizer. Add fertilizer. Yes, right. Oh <laughs> ashes God, to I've ashes and, you know, all that good stuff. <laughs> I've never had so many as I have this year. Oh, and I saw um, my first uh, – it has um, – the moth, if you recognize it, is uh, sort of a big brown, you know, dark chocolate brown. And I saw oh. my first one uh, just a few days ago. Uh, maybe it was last weekend. I'm trying I've to remember. I've seen several of those. I've been yeah. in my raspberries. Now. Yeah. Yep. I think I read somewhere that bees put eggs on them. It's a wasp. It's a wasp. A wasp. That, yeah, that plants I've the eggs. Had a multi- I've had a number of them that have got all the white eggs oh. on it. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, the trick of, trick of something, trick of something wasp. Boy, I can't remember the exact name of it. But anyway, it's uh, yeah, then you're lucky. Because, uh, you know, that sort of stops the cycle or slows the cycle down anyway. Yeah, I, th- I heard they stop eating after they do that. Yeah, it makes them, makes them sick. Yeah, that's but all. I just, I just still pick them off and stomp them. Oh, sure. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the, the big, you know, it's, it is a big brown, you know, uh, moth I've if seen, you see that. Yeah, I've seen that in the raspberries a few yeah. times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, that's the oh, stuff. Uh, trapping woodchucks. I yeah. trapped some with lettuce. Oh, really? Who'd have thunk it? I, I would never have thought that. Well, me either, but I tried it one time, and I got a couple that way. <laughs> wow. So uh, what did you uh, what did you do with them once you got them? Or we're not talking about that. <laughs> I, I, I took them away, but now I just get out my deer rifle. Yeah, okay. I don't have a twenty two. So. Yeah. Yeah, right. It does the job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say then some. <laughs> you don't have to waste more than one shell. <laughs> no, 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 that should do it. And, uh, you know, I, it's just there are so many. It's just like the chipmunks. There are so many. Um, and they, they live in pods. The chipmunks live in pods of uh, about 50. So if you thin them out a bit, it helps a lot. Uh, yeah. The uh, woodchucks tend to be solar or solo or or yeah, maybe two. two. Yeah. Yeah, I had 
two this year. Two, yeah. But one year I had four living under my shed. Oh, my. <laughs> that was the year I caught them in a tra- two of them in a trap. Oh, man. Well, uh, one of the guys at work had found out that he had not just uh, a fox. He had five foxes underneath his woodshed. So, uh, But it did get rid of the, um, the woodchuck, so, you know. Really? Yeah. Well, I had... I had baby raccoons this year. Oh. <laughs> the, the coyotes, I think it was the coyotes that took care of them. <laughs> well, that's, that's good, Trudy. Well, uh, Joel's, Joel told me there's a few more calls coming in, Trudy, so All thanks right. for the call, and we'll keep going. All righty. Yeah, Thank you, you take care. Yep. Uh, okay, and uh, our, our friend Ted in Shelburne. Oh, Ted, all has, right. Uh, has a way of dealing with hornworms. Uh, okay. I, 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 I hope uh, Judy's listening up. Trudy, are you listening? Well, she'll be listening. <laughs> of course, uh, I, I thought only napalm worked, but then again, uh, Ted probably has something more sensible. Here's Ted for you. <laughs> okay, Ted. What's, uh, what do you got? Well, I heard the magic word because I've been watching them closely. I don't have a, a, an answer, but I did sort of have a question. I've been looking at the internet and it didn't tell me much, but I did learn that it was that uh, that um, that big moth that seems like a hummingbird almost yeah. when you encounter it in the field. Yep. Uh, and that's the um, that's the the teammate of mm-hmm. the, the worm, mm-hmm. and I also, for the first time, noticed the the parasitic. Oh, did you on the back? Oh, the same thing. The uh, the little white eggs there. Right, right. Yeah, and and that's the question I had was what that turns into, and it is this wasp. It and is I was a looking wasp. at the internet, and didn't see a picture of what that wasp is about, or what the procedure is, and I like twenty four hours after I first saw them, it had sort of stop action like it was there on the branch that it was devouring the leaf from yeah. but it was not moving yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so i left it there 24 hours later i took another picture of it kind of and it was just a little smaller but still clinging this morning i went out and it was on the ground yeah. and i saw one notice on uh, on the internet that that i should take that somewhere and let it do its finish its business other than just under the plant i guess that doesn't matter that was my question was sort of what i what happens next (laughs) or what i should do with it Uh, uh, and i guess it doesn't matter much but those little deals combined with their hosts will become something and whether it should just be on the ground by the tomato plant or elsewhere as it said on the well, any place in the garden. Uh, I mean, for that matter, you could, yeah. you, you know, you could wing it into the woods or whatever you want to yeah. do with it. But, <clears throat> but the the point is, is if you let the uh, let those um, larvae or pupae, I don't know which one they are, of the wasp, yeah. you know, develop, yeah. then then you've got some there for the next round of tomato. Right. Worms. I definitely did get the picture that I should leave those yeah, yeah. Leave that cycle hey well I hope you take another picture so we can see what that little wasp looks like <laughs> well I may never see the wasp and I will maybe check further to Boy, uh, I, uh, UVM we, site or something I yeah. saw a notation but then I it starts with a T and I can't think of the name of it exactly but that's a, that's yeah. a little wasp that they say is, is I have uh, a large wasp, wasp that's interesting that absolutely loves blossoming oregano is that right 
and some hummingbees too, but this big, almost oh, sort of neat-looking, glossy black uh, wasp that I don't know the name of or more about it, but is absolutely in many multiples just loving that blossoming oregano. And last year I saw a lot more honeybees. I see a few honeybees. I don't think the two are mutually exclusive. Mm -hmm. But oregano is a heck of a pollinator plant. Yeah, yeah. For for some things, anyhow. And the, the to the degree that these this particular black largish wasp specializes, you know, I mean, it's just by the dozen mm. almost all the time, just wow. on one plant. Well, I, I I can't say that I've seen the wasp on the. Well, now we yeah, we have this I, uh, creeping thyme that has a small blue f- purplish flower, and oh. uh, it's coming right now. It's it's in full bloom. And if oh, I have some of that too. This yeah. oregano is much more attractive. It is to the wasp. To, the, to the, these things, uh, yeah, and uh, honeybees as well. But uh, but they cooperate nicely. Uh, and yeah. I saw a few Japanese beetles. I had such. Uh, I'll finish with this one, but. <laughs> I didn't buy pole bean seeds, and I found upstairs just a little container of some dried-up pods from about four or five years ago. Yeah. And every one germinated, and I now have a beyond the six-foot level of pole bean yep. pole going yep. and still going. Uh, no. I'm not going to get a bigger ladder, but... Nope. Man, that's, I'm pretty sure that's going to... It's Fortex, which is a, uh, yeah, that's, a, big, a big bean that's absolutely. very good. Yeah. Raw and cooked and productive as hell. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so when they get up to the top of your trellis, uh, my trellises are like eight feet, and my beans are starting to, to wave <laughs> up above, you know, that. And I thought, well, you know, I should just cut those, cut those tops, and then maybe they would uh, branch out. Well, what do you think? I'm just going to ignore them. They're beyond my reach, and I'll get a letter when they got food for me. <laughs> well, they, uh, they, they'll they eventually sort of wind up together and tip over and yeah. uh, and start to start to go back down. And uh, so some years I just let them do that. This year, um, it was that Karen Kever gave us some uh, some music he, uh, uh, pole beans that she gets from. Uh, oh, and uh, so we tried those, and I'm trying it this year to just cut those tops off and see if they put out side branches. If anybody knows whether they do or don't, let me know. Well, Ooh. these things sure—it sure is good, and I'm grabbing. In fact, I have a, a beet in the process now with its greens, and to be added other such things to keep me going. Thank you very much. Sounds for the delicious. Time. Yeah. We'll see you in later. Bye. Thanks. Thanks for the call, Ted. And we have uh, we got a couple on right now. Let's go to John in Hyde Park. He's, hey, John. He's next. What's uh, up in Hyde Park? Yeah. I. Uh, have two hills of red curry squash. Yeah. And they were growing to beat the band, but about a week and a half ago, I noticed the the leaves were wilting. Yeah. And I thought maybe they're hills, you know, the mm. ground might be drier, so yeah. I've been watering them extra, but yeah. Yeah. they're going downhill on me. It sounds like uh, you may have the, uh, the squash beetle. And what you want to do is look uh, on the stem and see if you can't see where it's bored in. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you see a borehole there, you just sort of slice that down until you find them, and you'll see sort of a gray-looking grub inside there. And that 
you know, that might well be the problem. Uh, probably is from the description because uh, they get in there and just start eating, uh, eating it from the inside out, the, the vine itself. Yeah, probably that's it. Then. Yeah, it's a squash borer and, you know, uh, if you can get it and find it and kill it, uh, then uh, it may recover. You know, but you you will have to find that. If not, um, it, it's not not a powdery mildew or anything like that, right? No, I don't think so. No, okay, because you'd see the powdery look on it, and uh, that was one of the things I was going to mention is that the, this is. Uh, uh, this starts to be the time when you want to watch for that or even, you know, spray some of that um, uh, serenade or, you know, the baking soda or um, even a manure compost, spray the leaves with that to, just to change the pH so that powdery mildew uh, doesn't start in on them. Um, and uh, I know uh, Paul Betts, uh, he's up, um, I think it's Lightning Ridge, uh, farm i can't remember exactly the name of it but anyway he was telling me that he always that that no matter what you do sooner or later the cukes will get that powdery mildew so he replants his cukes um, and has a sep sec second planting of them um with the uh the red curry squash that's that's an all-season thing so you don't really have that option so you're going to have to try to find that little bugger and and uh you know, just make a cut right down through along the squash vine. It's usually about an inch, maybe inch and a half, even two inches. And just so look for an entrance. A bunch of them in there? Just no, it's probably just one. Just probably one. I've got more than one because I've got two hills of them and both are doing the same. Both are doing, yeah. I mean, it'll be just one in a vine. Yeah, okay. So so just take a look. And, um, you know, remember where that is and, and don't plant there the next year. Move move the location so that you're not, you know, you're not into the same problem. The this, the same thing applies with uh, with any of the other bugs. Is you, it's good to, to move them where you put your squash. Yeah, I do rotate everything. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, um and then just uh, make sure you dig up and and rake the soil around them. Uh, sometimes if you put down a, a cloth, a landscape cloth, you know, when you plant them, that'll help prevent them because they're not touching on the actual ground. Oh, yeah. And uh, or um, sometimes even a, a, a mulch of a straw or something like that will, will help prevent them. But uh, they're pretty... Um, uh, pretty determined to get in that squash vine if they if they're around there. Let me know how it goes. See if you find them. Okay, thanks, Peter. All right, John. Okay, and we thank uh, Kathy and Waltham for being so patient. Kathy, hey, thanks no for problem. being. Oh, Glad okay. to be here. All right. <laughs> I have a similar problem that John just described. The squash. Um, my squash. I have oh. a lot of squash plants, oh. mm -hmm. and they were beautiful three yeah. weeks ago. Bright, you know, they were green, dark yeah. green, beautiful yeah. growing. And now they're yellow, and the actual um, leaves themselves seem to be disappearing. They're just—it's not fungus, you know, mold. It's—I've mm -hmm. um, had that years before, so mm -hmm. I'm kind of ahead of that. Mm -hmm. But um, and when I water them, I water them right, right at the bottom, so mm -hmm. that the, they don't get wet. They leaves. don't get wet, yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, so I'm—you know—the there's blossoms, but then they close right up. So I'm I'm losing squash, like a lot of squash. Um, do I worry about this, or do I look for that 
that. Um, I, I would look to see if you have the squash, uh, if you have can find any of those squash bugs. You'll see an entrance, and you'll see uh, some stuff around where it enters, because uh, it eats and poops as it goes along. Okay, so whereabouts would I look on on the vine? Usually towards the base of the plant. Towards the base. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Good. Usually there. That's where the vine itself is the biggest. Okay. It's sort of like yep. the trunk. Okay. And take a look there. And I don't know of any particular treatment like a spinosad or anything like that that will affect them. So you got to get in there and get that get that worm out, the grub. Can you tell me what it looks like a little? Yeah, I mean, it looks like a, a big fat grub. It's about an inch, inch and a half, maybe even two inches long. And it's uh, it's just a, a, you know, a ribbed grub looking thing. It's uh, it's uh, ugly as all get out. <laughs> you know, it, it looks a lot like a maggot, It's except it's a little grayer. Okay, it's grayer, okay. Yeah, and, and bigger. Okay, okay, I just... Quick question about my my tomato plants, which sure, sure. are absolutely beautiful. They're tall. I mean, just about probably fewer taller than me. Yeah, like over yeah. five feet. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've been trying to keep up with the leaves. You know, trimming them, keeping mm-hmm. them off. Mm-hmm. How many leaves can you cut from the from the you know the vine itself? The the rule is you can cut everything up to the first blossom. And then when you get the second blossom, you can cut everything up to the second blossom. Now, my, uh, my cherry tomatoes have, have set, uh, you know, about five sets of, um, you know, of blossoms and stems. With the, So I have them cut all the way up almost to eye level. To, I've taken all the leaves off. And so, you know, it just looks like a big old green vine with tomatoes hanging on it. And that's what you want. You want to, what you'll find is if you don't take them off, the plant will cut off. Uh, it actually makes a callus, and it'll cut off the uh, feeding those branches because it no longer needs them. And that's a very natural process. Some people say, oh, my tomato leaves are turning yellow, and it's not, it's not a disease. This is the tomato's natural process where it cuts off food to those lower branches. So what you're doing is you're just basically helping the plant uh, put all of its energy into those ripening the tomatoes. So you can keep going up and, you know, keep going up. You have to have at least four branches at the top. And that's all. That's those are the those branches are what's feeding the whole plant. Okay. Kathy, you with me still? <laughs> the fruit at the bottom. Oh, okay. So I got tons at the bottom, and yeah. then in the middle there's vine, and then at the top there's there's some more coming. Yeah. So I just trim the ones in the center also. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Just right. trim them right up, and you know, like I said, by the time you're you're done, you know, all the branches will be up uh, by uh, eye level. Now I counted on my uh, cherry tomatoes and also on my Roma tomatoes that there were seven seven branches in each one, about you know, ten inches apart, nine ten inches apart. So uh, from the ground up, the first set was about 10 inches up. From there up was about 10 inches. And it goes all the way up. Like I said, it's, it's almost 8 feet up there. So by the time 
you know, it gets to the very top, there will be, you know, nine or ten branches of, uh, and each one of those branches has about ten tomatoes on it, you know, ten ten cherry tomatoes. So you just keep keep trimming it up all the way up. up. And that's why a a good gardener has a green thumb, is they've been pruning those. (laughs) I'm good at trimming. Uh, and while you're pruning, right, uh, don't forget to take out the uh, the suckers. You're not just taking oh, yeah. the branches off, but you're taking the suckers off. Suckers off, too. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Okay. Thank you so much. Kathy, you, um, uh, thanks so much for the call. I really appreciate it. Okay. We've got uh, Rich in Starksboro here. Hey, Rich. How you doing, curious. buddy? Hi, Peter. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. I'm sorry you call it the... Uh, so close to the end of your show, but I was eating my dinner most of the whole time. You don't want to be having you listen to me chomping foods. <laughs> well, as long well, that's fine. That's fine, and uh, I think Joel's okay with you calling late. He's he's very generous with his time. <laughs> okay, I, it seems I make a habit of it when I call. I that's fine. Care. That's fine. I'm still but, uh, waiting for Nola's call. We still haven't got our, our poetry yet. <laughs> yeah, I need that too. Yeah. Um, What's going on in the garden today? Well, I've got a question about quite a few things. Yep. First, I think I'll start with the beets. we got uh, golden beets. Yep. They're looking pretty good. You know, I put, I think, 16 per square. Yep. And uh, then water them, take good care of them. And then all of a sudden, about two, three weeks ago, yeah. the leaves started getting brown. Yeah. And uh, kind of in spots, little yeah. parts of the leaves will get brown and be dead, yeah, yeah, crispy or whatever. It's part of the natural process. That means that that beet is done. You know, it's time to pull them up. And if it's one inch, well, it's still done. No or beet? if it's there's two, no beet there hardly. No beet at all. About maybe best I got maybe the size of a grape. Did you uh, did you pull them up and noticed if it had been eaten at all? Because I, no. I had quite a few, and they were looked like that. And when I pulled them, the the chipmunk had pretty much eaten, eaten his way through. Oh, okay. But what I what I, it brings me another question: Should I? I've got radishes that are sticking up out of the ground. Yeah. Um, red ones and red ones with like a white bottom. Yeah, yeah. Two kinds. Yeah, yeah. And they stick up. Should I hill those up or just let them stay in the sun? Uh, if you're seeing that radish, it's time to pick it. You know, that's... Really? Yeah, it's, it's even definitely... Even it's a little dinky thing. Uh, even if it's a little dinky thing. It's, uh, uh, you know, we're we're used to seeing the radishes in the in the grocery store, and they they just throw out the little dinky ones, but we can eat them, you know. Okay. So every radish will not make a perfect, you know... Uh, one inch round radish, um, but okay. uh, the, and and so you know those are those those definitely and the uh, French breakfast the ones with the red on top and the white on the bottom those definitely will push up. But when you see them, it's time to it's time to to harvest them. Okay, I guess I got a lot of harvesting to do. They oh, probably yeah. won't one get no, each. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would I would do that. Uh, what other no, uh, just the golden beets? That's all. Or did golden you? Beet. Yeah. The only ones have like well, the, the radishes are pretty ratty too. I guess no pun intended there, but <laughs> but uh, uh, they they're they're not really good either on the plant on the leaf part of it. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Spray, yeah. Yeah. No, it's but, it's time. Uh, it's actually time to replant beets. Honestly, I just plant yeah. replanted my beets because uh, you know the the ones I'm pulling now I plan to eat. 
you know, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just keep in the fridge for a little while. But we would just plan to eat them. Um, and uh, depending on how many I get, I might can some or pickle some. But uh, the ones that I'm planting now, those are the ones that I plan to, to uh, put out down in the cold cellar or in the fridge for the winter. Okay. So Now, we're, speaking of replanting, we want to replant some peas. It seems like yeah. our, our, is it normal for our peas to be like dead and kind of crispy like yeah, two, this, three feet up? Absolutely. And yeah. green at the top? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But if they're crispy all the way, that, that plant's... That's one's all done. Yeah, I just pulled down and replanted my uh, my sugar snaps, and the sugar snaps are just about should be just about done. But we planted more sugar snap because everybody likes them so much, um, and uh, I'm actually my garden peas are just now coming in. Uh, I planted them late just to to have a, another crop, and everybody likes. Uh, you hear my talking about the Scooby snacks, maybe. But anyway, that's uh, those are mostly for fun. I, I would have to be planting a lot more if I plan on freezing them or canning them, or freezing them. I mean, yeah. you can selectively pull out the crispy ones and leave the ones that still have a potential. And, oh yeah, and just plant selectively plant where they where they came out. You could, you could. Yeah. I, I tend to just sort of pull everything and start over again because it won't be long until they're they're crispy and brown. <laughs> okay. It's you know it's just time. That's all. It's just time. They're they're going to be done soon. Yeah. Did you ever get that picture I sent you of my log in my bucket? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> have you? How was the harvest been? You gotten any? <laughs> well, I, I like I said when I sent it to you, I didn't have uh, anything going on, and yeah. I haven't been back to look. It's just really out in the shade underneath a cedar tree, and it's supposed to be where it is, it's supposed to be when it's trying to grow. But yeah, uh, I don't know. It maybe beach isn't the best. So. <laughs> uh, what did you think I, of that? Uh, my root. The root stuff there. Yeah, I don't. It's hard to hard to figure. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I still haven't got that ditch dug. I'm I'm kind of lazy, I guess. <laughs> well, so I don't know if you're like up, me. I'm working the bottom. Yeah, yeah. I'm working a lot at at work, and you know, sometimes there just isn't enough time to do it all. If right. it hadn't have been for my son and his girlfriend, I'd, it would have been hard to have as big a garden as I have today. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, Thank um, you so much, Peter. Yeah, sure. Now, that was only two questions. I thought you said you had more than that. Well, I'm trying to think. Well, think that's I all right. I got them all. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I appreciate your, your – I can't think of the right word, but I, I just want to <laughs> say I, I appreciate your, your, uh, your, your philosophy about reading – uh, nuisance animals. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate being straightforward and about your your how you do it. Well, like that, the, rather than I, being, I've tried uh, probably every it. every sort of remedy that you can get. I mean, I the yeah. last thing I want to do is actually you know, uh, you know, do the nasty with them. But you know, you try you try the the deer off and the rabbit off and all those other things, and you you know. To have a heart. I've never had much luck with that one, but you know, when you get down to it, it's the same same way that I have to end up having to do the the mice in the house, and you know. So, yep. 
that's just uh, part of life, I'm afraid. Uh, right. What I what I've always called the garden fortress. You know, you gotta <laughs> you have to build walls and fight for for your right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh right. well. I, I appreciate your straightforwardness. Yeah, sure. Of it's course. Good. We don't get too much of that these days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rick. Thanks for the call. <laughs> Take care now. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, you well, didn't get a call from Nola then, huh? No. Nope, oh. Well, so um, even though it's all downhill from here, gardening is definitely not over. Remember that there are so many things. You can get another round of your even green beans in. They're 55 days. Uh, definitely plant some more beets and some more carrots. There's so many things to plant right now. Now, uh, your onions should be falling over soon, and uh, that's nothing wrong with them. That's just part of the cycle. That's They're just going to fall over and turn brown, pull them up and cure them, and, uh, you know, put them in the bin. And then you can start, start on those. So those will be all done. And... Uh, well, we'll see you next week, right? We're going to be back next week? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I think we're pretty clear, regardless of how the baseball season goes. <laughs> I think we are clear for uh, uh, for the duration. For so the duration. No more NASCAR either. Huh? No, not, not on Saturdays. Not on Saturdays. <laughs> we can hope for it yeah. anyway. <laughs> At any rate, uh, we'll see you next week. Okay, Joel. And it's been, as usual, it's been a lot of fun. Lot Thanks. By inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, someone bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling down. In the Garden today has been brought to you by Menard's family-owned True Value Store on Brooklyn Street in Morrisville, by V's Flower and Garden Shop, Mainstream, Waitsfield, by Broughton's Big Country Hardware, your authorized Cub Cadet dealer in Bridport, by Clausen's Florist Greenhouse and Perennial Farm, locally grown just for you and open Main Street in Colchester, and those great Mega Monday coupons are back. Your locally owned Montpelier Agway on East Montpelier Road. By Thomas Farm and Garden on the Barry Montpelier Road. By Sticks and Stuff and Swanton Lumber in Middlesex, St. Albans, Enosburg, Swanton, and Derby. Sticksandstuff.com. By Guy's Farm and Yard Stores in Morrisville, Montpelier, Williston, and St. Albans. By PNR Lumber, family-owned lumber mill with all the lumber mulch and compost you need. Route 15 in Wilkett. By the Willie's Store in Greensboro, celebrating 120 years of family ownership. Be sure to join us next Saturday at 1230 for In the Garden with Peter Burke.